0: I feel like in our day and age, the role of the historian has become that much more important in the sense that I feel like the historian, in many ways, acts as somebody who deconstructs the narrative that we've been taught or the narrative that we have been given or, or perceive as a given. And joining me today is Amir Webb, who is such a character, who is a historian. I'm so happy to have you on, bro. I'm good to be here. Yeah, so I just want to go straight into it, man. Okay. We're talking Civil War, Reconstruction, the South of America. Mm-hmm. What were the kind of events or why did the Civil War of America happen? Because what this is what I've been taught and I've been taught from, you know, from being in the British school and maybe further reading. And is this correct to say that the Civil War was started because the South wanted to keep the institution of slavery when as the North didn't? Is that true?
1: That is partially true. So when we talk about the Civil War, there's a couple of things to really unpack here and understand. Number one, the North of America did not hate slavery. They weren't anti mm-hmm. they, they, they They were okay with slavery as long as it was in the South. The problem was, okay. as America was expanding to out West, the South wanted to bring slaves too. And the North did not want that. All the North said was keep your slaves in the South and, you know, everyone's happy. Everything is okay. The South, here's an important thing to understand, too. When the war started, the South produced two thirds of the cotton in the world. Now, that's a lot of cotton, right? Yeah. And to expand on that, on that kind of cultural, economic side, they wanted to expand in the West. Well, they needed slaves, too. So if you can't bring your. S- slaves, Then you have a problem in how do we get the cotton picked and plucked and I mean, all that. So that's where mm-hmm. the rift really came in, where, you know, trying to bring slaves from the South in the Western part
0: of America. Mm hmm. Okay, so then it's not then this narrative that we've been taught that you know the the North or the whites in the North all of a sudden had this kind of change of heart towards slavery and they became some abolitionists. You know, people we hear so many times as Trump would say, "No one done more for blacks, black people in America." Besides perhaps Abraham Lincoln referring to the Emancipation Proclamation. So that's totally false. This thing, I mean, and I feel like it kind of proves that people are very complex because, on the one hand, yes, Abraham Lincoln did, you know, kind of abolish the institution of slavery. But on the other hand, we find that Abraham Lincoln said very racist, had very racist views towards black people. Right. And let's sit there for
1: um, a second, right? Lincoln, early in his career, believed fun, like, fun, like he believed this to his core blacks and whites were not equal right he believed this mm-hmm. to his core but to mm-hmm. be fair he was someone over time that changed his views on blacks he really okay. did right and we know this for a couple like the example of this America did not recognize Haiti as a country until he said so right oh wow okay he was a like, he was the first one to say Haiti is the country that America will have partnership on, I'm um, in deal with, right? Mm-hmm. So he's the one that established that. And I think that kind of gets lost in the historical part of talking about this, you know what I mean? Okay. So I want to be sure that I do say that that although he had beliefs that were racist, over time yeah. he did have a slight change of heart to the point where he believed that we could vote and own land yeah. and he 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 got there over time
0: okay okay fair enough fair enough that's good that's a very good point of correction actually i think many people do just say oh you lot quote abraham lincoln but he was a racist but it's good to know that he did have a change of heart over time Yeah. but in going back into the civil war okay so America wants to... So let's, let's paint the picture. I'll paint the scene. Okay. America wants to expand out west mm-hmm. uh, and, and expand their territory, their landmass, mm-hmm. and the South wants to do so whilst keeping slave, slaves. But the North says no. And then right. that leads to the Civil War? Pretty much. I think that paints... I think, yeah, yeah. And just for hist- as a point of history, was the Confederacy set up before the Civil War? Yes. So the state started to leave the
1: Union before Lincoln got into office. They saw this kind okay. of storm brewing and said, we want no parts of America now. Like We want nothing to do okay. with you guys. We're totally we're, we're out of here, right? We're, yeah. we're out of yeah. here. And it's important to know that these states left before he came into office, but they left peace, right? They were oh, allowed okay. to just leave the union, and no one really said anything about it. And to the detriment of oh, himself wow. and the country, Lincoln believed he could bring the states back into America with no issues at all. That he could like negotiate slavery on the side, and the South okay. was not having. They were not having it. But before he even got into office, states were leaving the the Union and talking about it.
0: Okay, so there were, so southern states are beginning to leave slowly, peacefully, to say, you know what, these crazy northerners are talking about all this abolition talk, we want nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Civil war breaks out, and then this is the north versus the south, yes? Yes. And the north win. The north wins the war on the field. Okay. Right? And this is important to understand
1: also, is that they are fighting two kinds of Wars here, right on the field, but also in the classrooms, right in the capitals. You know, like these laws are. While the South eventually comes to terms with that, we may have to end slavery. They never came to terms with black people are equal to white people. Mm. That's that's the main. That is the issue, right? That even though the war is over, we know we we lost the war. Black people will never be our equals. And then you get into Jim Crow laws and black code laws and, and segregation yeah. and all these things.
0: Okay. So let's let's unpack that further then. So paint the picture for me. Civil war ends mm-hmm. and then I heard I read up General Sherman, they get this promise of forty acres and a mule. Right. So this was a action done by him mainly to
1: get Black folks to stop following him around the South. Because everywhere he go, everywhere that he went, Black slaves, free slaves would just go wherever he went because that's where the protection was. And okay. one day that this was in, I do believe, Savannah or somewhere in Georgia, he got together with pastors and preachers and, and the like, and, and, he, and he, he asked them, what can I give you to get you to stay here? Right? What do you What do you need from us?
0: Oh, and okay.
1: The black folks said we need a mule and land, and he said, okay. "Sure thing." And that's when that ball started to roll. Now it's important to, to to note this was never okayed by Congress or the White House,
0: right? Oh, okay.
1: This was never a law. This was just something that he was like, "I can do this now, and we'll deal with the." backlash tomorrow you
0: know what i mean okay
1: so that's kind i mean of and, uh, but, but that, that
0: that promise was never really fulfilled was it
1: no 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 in fact when the war was over right and lincoln's dead right yeah and so let me kind of go back a little bit right reconstruction is trying to happen right you have
0: the promises of land and money and you can vote. Just, you know. just, just to cut you off, sorry to cut you off on that. Mm-hmm. So after the war's is over, is that when reparations are immediately paid to the, to the slave owners or the former slave owners? So they're being paid throughout the war. You know what I mean? Like they're being paid throughout oh. the war.
1: This, like this bribed. One, not, not even bribed, but slave, it's important to know also that slaves were thought of as property. right? They are nothing yes. more than a cow or a chicken or a pig. And if you steal a pig, you have to pay whoever you stole the pig from. Like that's just what you have to do. And slaves were nothing more than a pig. And when I say this at times I I cringe, but as a historian, I have to keep that fact in the forefront of my mind that this is why I I study this because people were property. So throughout the war as slaves either ran away, were shot and killed, or what have you, you know, slave owners were being paid by either the North or the South. Okay. And, and important also to note that the Union would allow slavery wherever they were. So in New Orleans, in, in, in the beginning, 1862, New Orleans, while it's, it's, it is still in the South, slavery is allowed to, Flourish there because the union says so
0: okay so
1: you have certain spots like in kansas in louisiana where the union is there the the north is there and the laws of the land still stand you can have slaves and beat them or what have you and everything's fine
0: wow wow okay so then now in carrying on talking about reconstructions, what is Reconstruction? When we say reconstruction, I mean we know it's the coming together of the states as one one union again, but what is exactly happening on the ground at this time? So Reconstruction was pretty much trying to get the South reorganized
1: politically and labor wise, right? So Okay. When we're talking about the South, we're talking about a part of the country that really ran on slaves and their and everything that they did. Once Mm -hmm. that's over, right, you have just after a war is over, right, you have really no land to use to farm because they burned everything, you know, they Mm -hmm. destroyed all um, all the crops, you no longer have slaves to plant the crops, and states are still mad. States are still like, you know, we're going to join again, but on what terms are we going to join on? And then you have Mm -hmm. millions of Black people who don't have an education, land, but they have skills, right? Yes. So what Reconstruction was, is trying to fit the states back in the Union and freed slaves into becoming Americans. Because until that point, they weren't Americans. But how, but, you know, they want education and jobs. And that's when you get into sharecropping and
0: schools please and tell us what what is sharecropping
1: sharecropping is a very complex issue so sharecropping is when you as a worker right pay yeah. someone to work the land that's yes. pretty much what so, it is so, so,
0: yes what i what i've understood i mean you can correct me if i'm wrong mm. is that it's to do with okay former slaves need to kind of earn money and, mm-hmm. and obviously earn a living and kind of build income. So they would work the lands and mm-hmm. pay to work, almost like a renting renting a plot of land, basically. Right. And the owner of that land will receive some money as well as receiving some of the part of the crop in which they've um, harvested or whatever it may be. Right. Is that a correct description of it? Or, that's you know, correct. A dumbed that's out def- version of it? <laughs> well, you know, that's right. But
1: there's also the part where could not afford to own a home or a horse. Yeah. So what would happen was the owner of the land would rent these things to them. And when the end of the year was up, even if you had a profit, well, you use my horse
0: and my hoe and my land. Oh, wow. And really, you wouldn't really have much left at the end of the year. And what I, exactly? What I've read as well, they instituted very strict labor laws where people either had choice of becoming a sharecropper for a year, mm-hmm. or you get you'd get in prison for being for homelessness and get right in jail. So you didn't really have a choice. So you had these
1: laws where if you couldn't prove that you had a job, you would, mm-hmm. were going to jail, where you had to work anyway. Where they put you on a a chain gang, right? So wow, even and this is how they reconstructed labor they had to put black people somewhere to work so if you weren't going to work here oh they were going to have you work over, over there and in jail and another mm-hmm. thing they did was they would put blacks to work as quote unquote apprentices where they don't have to pay you you can work for free and now we call them internships right
0: you have I mean, even uh, you saying this straight away just makes me think of the industrial prison complex we have today in modern right
1: way. right it's it's from slavery. That's where you get it
0: from. A hundred percent. You know? It's, it's incredible.
1: Yeah.
0: Incredible. Okay, so reconstruction happens. They're trying to now reimagine the states now mm-hmm. whilst recognizing the humanity or at least trying to include the humanity of black people, basically. Right. Yeah? So, okay, mm-hmm. moving on. I want to just get you to touch on, if you don't mind now. So we have Booker T. Washington, the story of Booker T. Washington. Mm-hmm. Former slave who, I mean, sorry, he's born into slavery, actually, but he becomes emancipated, I think, he's, when he's very young. I wanted to kind of get just your just your opinion. People mm-hmm. s- say, oh, you know, we have to t- take the Booker T. Washington approach, or which we know we've got to take the W.E.B. Du Bois approach, and Booker mm-hmm. T. is more about doing for self, and W.E. Du Bois is always talking about you must demand your rights from the white man, whatever it may be, even though I think that the dichotomy which is created I think mm-hmm. is quite dumbed down for people I think it's much more complex than that but just yeah. you as a person what do you what do you think
1: so this is very complicated right because <laughs> I think my whole thing was well, why do why do we have to pick one right why do we need to mm-hmm. pick one we can chew gum and walk in the same exact time right of course so my answer to this and I've been asked this before my answer to this is when America was founded right America was founded even though they disagreed on slavery, they pushed that aside and said, that's, that's not important now, right? We'll have slavery, we'll <laughs> worry about that tomorrow, right? Why do we need to worry about how we get there now when we could do them both? There's, there's nothing stopping Black people in America from doing both.
0: Okay. This it
1: has to be this way or that way. I think that stops us from progressing at times.
0: You know what I mean? Of course, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I totally agree with you, and I feel like it's very. I think the best of the black trad- tradition is that you embrace many ways of doing things. Right. You know, there's no, there's no one way to solve a problem. Many exactly, exactly, exactly. So okay, so reconstruction happens, and then. Obviously, then we have the legacy, okay, black code laws, Jim Crow laws, the violence in the South, which takes oh, the, place against black people. Oh, the violence, you know, the violence was... Mm. I know, I mean, I mean, I, yeah, let's talk about the violence. I mean, it's such a heavy topic, but if you don't mind, what things were black people subjected to in the South? Well,
1: what weren't they for? This? Like, what, you know?
0: <laughs> like, it, it, it yeah, really for real. What
1: didn't happen to black people in the South? So, what the South really didn't like being told what to do, right? So the, so okay. let me backtrack a little bit, right? The South loses the war. Now the question yep. that they have as folks from the South is, well, why did we lose the war, right? What happened okay. to us to make us lose the war? And while there are answers in plenty, the one main mm-hmm. answer was, well, The Southerners fought a gentleman's war. We didn't burn down crops, right? We didn't throw folks in jail, right? We lost because we were the gentlemen during this entire crisis. So the war is over, and the North still has their armies in the South after the war is over, and the Southerners did not like this. Not only did you did we lose the war. Now, when I leave my house, I have to see a soldier who may or may not be African American, telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. They they did not like this. When, mm-hmm. Charleston, when Charleston fell, black troops liberated South Carolina,
0: wow. right?
1: So you had black troops with guns marching where they used to be slaves. Wow. This is an anathema to white people. How yesterday you were slaves and now you're, in the, you're a captain in the army or what have you, right? Mm-hmm. So then on top of that, you lose the war, you lose your crop, you you don't have your land. Now, reconstruction is being forced upon us because the South did not want to give Black people any rights whatsoever. So now you have the very social class that the the South is founded on, and and really America, but that the South is founded on being flipped upside down. So while you have, Mm -hmm. while, while they're trying to reconstruct it, the South really didn't want much to change. So how do you put black yeah, people back in their spot that you had them in? Through violence, through the lynching and the laws and the hangings and the castrations and
0: all of these things were were and done. The sterilizations and all these things that we these, these heinous things that took place. In terms of historical perspective, was this the time that the Klan was formed? So the Klan was formed during this time frame. It was founded by former
1: Confederate soldiers, right? And to and it started out as nothing more than a veterans group trying to reclaim the South, but not really through violence, right? Through pamphlets and books. It wasn't until much later that they took to the streets with the hoods and the lynchings and and I mean the whatnot. But the Klan was a massive organization in its height. They had mm-hmm. folks in Congress. Wow. And, and this, this was an organization founded on the fact that Black people are inherently inferior. Yep. So I want to go back to why the South lost. Because yes. there are, in my mind, the main reason why they lost is the lack of planning in terms of agriculture. And this is important. And this is very important because I don't think a lot of folks talk about this. When you talk about the war, it's usually the war itself on, on the field or the politics. Yeah. The South was an agricultural land. This is what they did. The two biggest crops yes. that, they, that, that they had was cotton and tobacco. The two yeah. biggest crops. This was their yeah. cash cow. The problem is when you're a nation independent, You can't eat cotton. You can't eat tobacco. Mm, So, how do you feed the folks that you've now told you're no no longer Americans, right? The government in the South now has a problem. How do we feed all these Mm -hmm. people?
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: The president of the South said, he told folks, plant less cotton and tobacco and plant corn. Plant more corn, plant less cotton and and tobacco. Now, Mm -hmm. Some of them said, sure, I will do whatever you say. And others said, wait a second, the war is being fought because we're being told what to do and now you're telling us what to do, <laughs> right? So this is inherently against what the Confederacy was founded upon. So yes. what do you do? What do you do? Some people said, I will go on and plant and plant corn. And some people say, I'm not planting any corn. I'm a cotton farmer. This is what I I do cotton. <laughs> right? But the problem is people are now starving in droves. People like okay. you <laughs> you can't buy anything because now the trading between the north and the south is done, right? Mhm. Uh, you're trying to print your own um currency which is wor- worthless. Wow. Now, while the south was having all these all all these issues In the North, complete opposite. Um, Mm -hmm. Lincoln in 1982, I'm sorry, uh, 1862 founded the Department of Agriculture to help, you know, kind of give farmers what they had to have from the government. So you have a country in the South that could not feed itself, had no cash and and meanwhile is still trying to fight a war on multiple uh f- fronts so of course yeah. the south is going to lose i mean i don't want to say it's inevitable but the writing's there it's on the wall right okay so okay. so speed that up the war is lost and black persons yeah. are now you know able to vote white folk yeah. hate it mm-hmm. reconstruction was simply where do we all fit into the grand scheme of things, right? The social okay. order is now flipped upside down. Blacks can vote. We don't have slaves anymore. Women now are like, we want rights too, right? So now you're like, like what what's really happening in America? So mm-hmm. I I think the agricultural thing though, I think that is such a big part of it because, you know, black people were the main driving force of it in the South for so long. And the natives too, right? And the, and the natives, yes. too. I don't want to say just black people. I, I want to give okay. it to um, the natives, too, because when the Americans, quote unquote, first got here, they starved, but it was the natives that taught them how to work the land. Oh, wow. So America was founded on the idea of people who work on the land, toil in the land, are closer to God, right? This is, a, this is okay. something that a narrative that was throughout America's history. But but those qualities of goodness and 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 working were never given to blacks and natives, even though we were the main agriculturalists in the country. Wow. Right. So very early on, America had this dichotomy of they they can work, but we won't grant them the kind of ethics that we see in ourselves to them because we want to keep keep
0: keep keep them down,
1: which I will always find ironic.
0: I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot has uh, changed in many ways. No. But what I want to ask you, if reading your, so from your reading of the literature at the, mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. what would you say of, um, you mentioned black people, they liberated certain towns, they mm-hmm. they fought in the army to abolish the institution of slavery. We have the Harriet Tubmans and the many others like her. Huh? Mm-hmm. What would you say then, let's go back to our, 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 our brother, um, uh, Kanye West, who says that 400 years, this sounds like a choice. Right. Clearly, what would you say to that then? I know, I mean, obviously we can debunk that robustly, but the right. thing of you're reading of the literature, and I want to tie it back into W to Booker T. Washington, mm-hmm. when you hear him say that, you know, let let black people just focus on, let's not demand civil rights. Let's just talk about, let's just get our head down, work and show we are of value to white people, basically. And then, you know, they will include us in their planning and, you know, people similar to that. So going back, tying that back into what Kanye West said, was it ever a thing where black people just stood down and said, we're going to accept our fate?
1: No, not in masses. This is just not true. And we have the evidence. You can open up a magazine, a paper from 1820 and see the advertisements of black people that ran away, right? Okay. You wouldn't put laws in place if black people knew their place, exactly. there'll be no
0: reason to codify slave laws if slaves weren't resistant. It, it must be. It must be happening on masse then, isn't it? You ha- right. It 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 had slave insurrection were plentiful on
1: small scale and big scale. Right. Not mm-hmm. every slave in- insurrection has to be this group of slaves coming down a field with. Guns and, and you know what I mean. That that's not where it is. Sometimes it's as easy as I don't want to work. I fake sick,
0: right? Okay. It,
1: it it could be that simple. I lie and say I broke something and now I can't work. Yeah. It really mm-hmm. can be that simple. But I think okay. In Kanye's mind, and I don't want to speak for Kanye, but hey, here it is. He's looking on it as how can someone spend so much time doing the same thing if it's not a choice? Yeah now to go back to washington like i was just talking about black people yeah. have always worked the land that's never that's what we yes. were brought here to to do white people knew we could work that's why we we're here in the first place
0: yeah. so i
1: never really understood that line of thought
0: because
1: yeah. what it what it does is trying to prove to white people what we already know that
0: they know uh, exactly exactly Well, moving into more, let's say, modern manifestation and modern day arguments, then you as someone Mm who studied the history and the brutality, what do you say, or what's your take on the argument of removing Confederate statues, for example? It's funny because I studied that too, my friend. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This this, is why I got you on.
1: (laughs) So there's multiple issues here, right? These, when the war is lost, people are trying to look for blame somewhere. Northerners are saying, naturally, former Confederates are rebels, Mm -hmm. non-American, and racist, and hateful, and why would you want to kind of memorialize that with a statue? Okay. White women in the South, I don't want to say had nothing to do, but this was their, their field. Yeah. to kind of organize the cultural resurrection of the South. Okay. So they would put statues in, in graveyards, and they would put flowers on them. And this was just, you know, what, what they did. And everyone was happy. Everything was fine. Eventually, these statues started to be put in parks, on government land, okay. at okay. state houses, and Black people would see these. Okay. To, it was a reminder to
0: us of remember where you are. Remember that even though we lost the and I, war, I, I think I think it's important to note, isn't it, that a lot of these statues were much after the war. No, much after, much after the war is over. And the funny thing is,
1: I shouldn't say much. I I, I would say maybe 1890 is when you started to see them really get large in parks okay. and okay. in state houses. And to just answer what I think about them, I think they should be removed. But if you're going to remove those statues of slave owners and slavers, you need to do a serious look at statues of Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, Mm -hmm. who are just as equally as brutal as Robert E. Lee ever was. The only only thing that the white folks have a problem is with is that the the nationality thing, right? Yes. The but the, the the problem of, well, they're Americans, and, and we can all get behind that, right? We should all be able to get behind yeah. that America is for Americans. But, you know, mm-hmm. Black people have never really felt American in general.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at all the laws being passed, even today, you know, we, it's just not happening. So exactly. if you're going to remove Robert E. Lee and all those. Talk about Jefferson and Washington and all those folks who we oh so love in American ideology. Take those down too. I'm sure okay. if we open up a book, we can pick someone who did not own slaves to put a statue up for.
0: <laughs> no, to- no, totally, totally. So, in terms of your reading of the history and modern day issues on race relations, mm-hmm. how much is it? Is it just a modern manifestation of those things that happened in the past and it's taken a different form? And how much of that history do you think informs the way Black people are viewed in America today? And then tied into that, please, talk about the migration north as well and why that took place. So please feel free to tackle those in any order you like. Sure. So
1: the migration north,
0: the war is over, Blacks are being,
1: you know, treated, mistreated, and they wanted places to go. So a lot of them, yes. like my family personally, we went from North Carolina to to yeah. to, to Washington, um, in DC, yeah. and that's where we okay. just stayed. You know, that's where we stayed. My grandma, okay. i a restaurant. I'm in DC for years, and that's just what we did. But they went to Chicago and St. Louis and New York and Cleveland, all of these kind of cities where while they never had slavery, they really didn't like black people, but southern racism is different than northern racism.
0: In Not, what sense? Well, in in the sense
1: where in the south...
0: Is it, is it, is say, it that thing of the north is like that, that, that nice old, that good old racism that we're all used to nowadays? The right. guy that doesn't call you a, 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 an N-word to your face, but he's right. still, you know, the, the liberal, the neoliberal, right. basically. It's more easy to live <laughs> yeah. with. Right, it's more
1: easy to live yes.
0: with. I'd rather not. I, I was going to ask you that as a personal point. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand? Do you stand that I'd rather the guy not call me an N and want to lynch me and talk behind my back, or would you be? The, or you, someone? Well, I'd rather have the devil I know than opposed to the one I don't know. What, what do you stand personally on that? Call to my face, man. Like I, to be honest with you, I'd rather you say it to my face. I know it's where really. You
1: stand. I know where you stand. Okay. I know you. Okay. I, I know you hate me. I I, I hate you too. Yeah. All right. What, what, what more? Okay. You know, what can be said. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Fair know? enough. Fair um, enough. But like here in DC now, you have a, a lot of Trumpers who kind of walk the line of I'll call you the N word but I'll stand in line. I'm with you at Starbucks. So it was very, it's oh, very, okay. it's very awkward sometimes. Like they have a yeah, the hat on. are like, on. come on, man. Like, like, and you lost the election. What more? Why are you still here? Anyways, <laughs> so they go to Chicago and, and New York and places. But I do believe a lot of what America is dealing with is because we never reckoned with the past. And we probably never will. Mm. I don't think in masses we ever, ever will truly reckon with the past. And I say this because this. Okay. As someone who studied children's literature in the South, they did a very good job at codifying white supremacy and nationalism, right?
0: Okay. I mean,
1: it was so ingrained that, you know, blacks are inferior and, and all these other things of the sort, and it's never going away. Because the books that they wrote in 1862, you can still get them on Amazon. They're not going away. Oh, wow. And they're being sold out,
0: too. And, and not like they're just there, they're being sold out. So what what wow, what books that actually like teach that black people are inferior? Oh
1: yeah, you can still get these from Amazon. Like I find them in wow. bookstores because you know I go up in and look because I collect them. Yeah. So, but you can still get these books. In matter of fact, I was in New Orleans what a month ago, and I went to yeah. a museum dedicated to the South, and they're still selling books on Robert E. Lee and all of the other guys. Coloring books on Robert E. Lee and Jeff Davis, all wow. people, and these are just books that a kid, being a kid, just believes them. Like it's a regular book, and then they grow up with this idea that well, my history of the South is
0: kind of sanitized, so yours can't be right. But sure, wow. So okay, I mean, it's a, bit, it's a do you? But I mean, and surely you believe there can be improvements, though, in it.
1: I do believe there can be improvement, but the problem is they have to be improvements of white people. hundred uh, percent, and I don't think 100%. they want to improve. I don't think they want an improvement. Why would you want to improve on a system that loves you that you build? hundred percent, and the liberals 100%. too. The liberals too. Why would you want to improve a system that benefits you? Mm-hmm. They got to take a good look at themselves, man. a good look at themselves, 100%. and say, you know. Even though I'm American, do I love, you know, my american and whiteness that that much?
0: I don't know. It's interesting you said that. I mean, the episode I released uh, today, actually, earlier on today, was about, uh, I spoke to a white man about this. He calls himself an abolitionist of whiteness. Oh. And yeah, I think the link. Actually, he was talking about he's got a book called The Image of Whiteness, and mm-hmm. I read and oh, and even me as a black man, I was like, whoa, the stuff. Some of the stuff you're saying, not that I necessarily disagree with his argumentation. I just mm-hmm. his approach is really like he's really someone that tries to um, get white people to think, basically. And he was mm-hmm. saying that you know, there's no way you can identify as being white, which I don't. So I didn't actually agree with him. But he was saying there's no way you can identify as being white without it coming with subjugation and oppression because he said that if you ask white people when you say oh white pride I'm proud I'm just proud to be where I'm from it's always almost as if inextricably linked with the thing of colonization or empire or war and I thought okay it made me think I personally do Mm -hmm. feel like his approach may get a lot of people's backs up I might not be as receptive as it could be but I feel like okay there's something to be listened to there at least I, I think he's right I mean there is no pan whiteness yeah, it,
1: I not that I know of. Like, there is no That's like, true. I mean, I, the closest you may have is now where you have Trump and folks like Trump. But I mean, yeah. whiteness in general has always
0: been destructive. Globally, I mean... Britain, boys, dude, uh, don't uh, get me can- don't, don't don't get me cancelled. Yeah? <laughs> I'm joking. I don't, I don't mind these open conversations. I think it's interesting. Anyway, let's talk about just a couple more things, if you don't mind. Sure. It was interesting when I just want to. I've mentioned this girl so many times. People think I'm probably I'm obsessed with her. I'm actually not. I just have. I can't lie. I have a deep hatred of <laughs> and not not of the individuals, but I have a, I have a deep hatred of the archetype of black individuals who stay who say things mm-hmm. to make themselves just more palatable, palatable for white people and mm-hmm. or they stay, they are used as filters for white supremacy. So mm-hmm. let's talk about this statement when Candace Owens was asked, and this is the individual question, mm-hmm. she said, she was asked, when was America ever great for black people? And she says that it was great for black people just after slavery. They were generating wealth. They were, you know, setting up uh, generational wealth as well. They were working hard. They had a good work ethic, blah, 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 et etc. et cetera. What would be your response as an actual historian and not someone who's just clearly she has no knowledge of social history? What would be your response to that? America was great for black people when when slavery was initially just abolished. That's such a weird statement. <laughs> That's such a weird statement because the highlight of, Okay. You
1: can easily make the claim that right after slavery, the mm-hmm. largest gains of Black people were really after slavery. You can re- make that argument. And as a historian, I'll say, sure, but that was only because the government put their hand down and said, give them rights." It wasn't like Black people suddenly mm-hmm. just worked harder. No, we've always yeah. worked yeah. hard. Like That's why we were brought here. The government yeah. stepped in. The government stepped in and okay. said, You have to give people, you have. This time frame that you're talking about is when the North was sending armies down here to quell the KKK, to fight the KKK, right? Wow. These are times when they had a whole agency in the government dedicated to helping Black people. So wow. when you say this was the time, of course, because we have that assistance that white people had, of course, mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense. But now you have people who are kind of afraid to take the assistance of the government because it, it, it looks bad. That's what the government is here for. That's literally what a government does to
0: care for the people. That's super interesting, actually. Super, That's, you know, you have you know, so the Republican argument that, you know, we have to just do for self. No one can do for us. And they blame the Democrats for it. I mean, maybe we can speak about... I do want to go just touch a bit on contemporary issues a bit. But, you know, this whole dichotomy then that, you know, Republicans are just do for self and Democrats are, you know, they've they've destroyed initiative amongst Black people. Yeah. What would you say? i say that that's no. <laughs> I'd say that's definitely not at all the case. But okay.
1: when you talk about incentives from the government, yes. Yeah. I don't understand what you want from the government. Like, of course, that's what they're there for, to give you help. You can't help, help, help yourself. Now, the argument of, yes. well, then you'll never help yourself. If you've ever been to public housing in America, it is nothing to yes. stay in. It is nothing to to, to gloat about. You know what I mean? If yes. you get assisted. if you get food stamps, you still need help. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's enough to feed your family with. You're still struggling. Mm-hmm. The government is it so? Okay. Let me quickly. I'm I'm getting excited here. There are two <laughs> <schools> of, <laughs> there are two schools of thought there, right? And the yeah. the question is, what does the government do? What is it for? Yes. Is, is it to a make things fairer for people, or mm-hmm. b submit the status quo? Because it, it can't do okay. both. You can't do yes. both. So. The question I would ask is, what do you believe the government is, is here to do? To make things mm-hmm. fair for people who can't help themselves and or keep the status quo. Now, mm-hmm. what, when, Kenneth, when she says that was a time where black folks were the most, what's the word to use, Impressive her name of sort of No, no,
0: no. It was, it, when was America ever great? It, it was great oh, for yeah. black people.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. This
1: was a time when America was trying to make things fairer. The one time, so the one that's time so the entire federal government was trying to make things fair was during the time she's talking. about. Wow. You know, so of course, that's the answer because we had the assistant. But now you can't say assistance is bad and then glorify this time frame. It's not.
0: It's, it's, it's not. good of course, absolutely, absolutely but just finally on modern day, this argument again, for me, I've always said it stems into, stems from, sorry you know, the Booker T. Washington, W.E. Du Bois thing, I've seen many black people actually say, black Republicans, if we followed Booker T. Washington, we'd be in a much better place today in America, we would have just done for self, had generational wealth and that's the only way we would have been respected in this country. But we've we've, we've chose, we've, we've sided with the NAACP. And again, I feel like, again, these binary readings of things are never going to, never paint the full picture, Right. No. personally, when I read, when I understand these things. But just you as a person, what approach is... Is a good approach, for example. And what approach do you personally subscribe to, and do you see that works well? Is it the kind of democratic Democrat approach to kind of big government, big help, or the kind of Republican approach, just kind of do for self? And that's not me saying I, de- I definitely recommend you can be a Republican in terms of values. Yeah. In terms of values of you know, if it's going to be a Christian, a Black Christian, for example, and all these kind yeah. of things. Who might not you might disagree in some social issues, which are fine, I think I totally fine. But this kind of approach for Black people. We just decided with Democrats and we haven't gotten anywhere we have to do for self. Or do you think it's a combination of the two?
1: I think naturally it's a combination of the two, you know. Yeah. But I will say this. When you look at Democrats and Republicans, neither one really care about us. Of but course. Republicans say, well, they don't care about us. And the Democrats say they don't care about us either. So why not just vote, vote your conscience? I'm all for if you're a black person who voted for Trump. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I'm okay with you. I think it's stupid. I don't understand it, but I get it. You vote for someone who you believe will help make America, you know, great again. Now, in between that, you have to deal with the KKK who supports them, the neo-Nazi that support yeah. him. You have to deal with that too. When they come to your doorstep, you you won't say, "Wait a second. No, you won't. You won't do that. <laughs> yeah. So, if you vote yeah. for Trump and you're black, I don't have any real issues with you. You know what I mean?
0: Okay. My problem
1: is you're going to have to deal with the same things that we deal with, who did not vote for mm-hmm. Trump. So, yeah. and even if you vote for Joe Biden. I gotta,
0: yeah, yeah. Same
1: issue. Same issue.
0: And I think you got to be honest though. I feel like, you know, this thing of black people are becoming Republican and this and, and all these things and are and, and more pro Trump. And I think it's, I feel like, okay. You can say that because yes, Trump increased his vote share by four percent amongst Black men. But let's black be men, honest yes, the overwhelming yes. the overwhelming majority of Black people did reject Trump. Let's be honest. Yeah. I think us saying about these minutial numbers of four percent when we when we can talk about the thirty percent of Latinos that did or the five percent of queer people that did is right. much you know it's much of a less margin much of a more of a margin in comparison to Black people. Overwhelmingly, yeah. Black people rejected Trumpism, and I think that's very. You know, a poignant point that had to be kept that had to be kind of drummed about. I personally feel.
1: Yeah, we never, we don't like him. <laughs> you know, we, fail. <laughs> we definitely fail. Yeah. But then I, I look at the black men who voted for Trump, and then my mm-hmm. question is, well, what do you see in Trump that you see in yourself to make you vote for him?
0: Is it? We know the, it. I mean, if we, we, the top. Kind of, yeah, know? this thing of like, oh, well, it is to be a man still or to say it as it is. It was, Ironically, I think it's insecurity. If I'm honest. I
1: I believe it too, you know, because I look at Trump as someone who's not intelligent, per se. Exactly. He doesn't really read or, you know, he doesn't, he can't express himself in a proper way. I don't see the the draw for someone like myself, a black man who would look at him and say, I want to be that. I want to vote for that. I just don't see
0: it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. And what do you think of this thing of, finally... People say, "Oh, you know, again, young people say the, the Gen Z lot." I mean, <laughs> I'm not a Gen. I'm not from I'm the, gen millennial. Z, I just I'm the millennial. Mar- I'm, I'm millennial as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Same, same. I am. So they say things like, you know, you hear like, "Oh, we gave you MLK O. K. didn't work. We give you Mark, Mark Malcolm didn't work, and now we'll, you don't get. Um, don't be surprised if we give you Nat Turner, for example. Hmm. Is that where things are heading, in your estimation? No. People are getting fed up now. Is no.
1: Okay. We, we never, we never get set up to that point.
0: Matt Turner was on the
1: small scale. Black Americans, out of all the displaced Africans from the, yeah. the slave trade, right? You have Black people who went to, you know, South America, and Cuba, yeah. and, and Haiti, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Black Americans are the only ones that talk to hate the country that, that they're currently in, right? You don't see mm-hmm. Black Cuban saying, I hate, Q, you know, I hate it here. On masses, they don't reject their Cubanness. Mm-hmm. You don't see it's black true. folks in Brazil who reject their Brazilianness. If that's even a word. You don't see black folks in and in, in, in these countries that reject their core nationality. They speak the language, they're proud of it, and they go about their day. Even if they mm-hmm. understand that because of their blackness, they're in a lower state, they don't reject the nationalism. And within them, and they're not told to, right? Mm-hmm. Black Brits, I don't think, reject their like their British side. I, I don't know. I'm not a you know.
0: But th- no, nah, I think it's I, I think that um yeah. I mean they don't, they don't, they don't. They do feel British, but at the same time, Black British is very different. You lot, oh uh, yeah, guys have been there for so long. You know, i mean? comparison. Oh, right. I mean, look, I'm I'm born '93, and I'm not even. I wasn't even born in the UK. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah, so I'm. Yeah. So, but your yeah, character, yeah, please carry on. So then so when you look at it like like that, what is it
1: about Americanness that rejects us? Well, because America rejected us, right? But we are mm-hmm. so heavily invested in the success of America. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the go back to Africa bit. I'm looking at them yeah. like, you don't know what to do in any part of Africa. You don't speak the language. You don't know the food on the, mm, the culture. If Black Americans went back to Africa, they would act like white people. It's, it's, just, it's just the truth. They have no, yeah. We have no idea what that means to be Africanness in Africa. So, true. so, so you go true. there, what are you going to do? You're, you're going to change the people or yourself? I, yes. I don't know. I, I would assume you would try and change the people instead, instead of yourself. Yeah. But we are invested in the success of America we we always have been and probably always will be the the question is yeah. will America allow us to truly invest in America we mm-hmm. saw this election that black people handed joe biden the election detroit 100%. at detroit at atlanta these places are heavily oh, yeah. black right yeah. Yeah. we handed him the um, election now we're looking at america like okay america do what you're supposed to
0: do, and the question is, will they? I don't know. I don't know. Absolutely. Final question. Do you have any? Okay, I know you answered that. I was gonna say, do you have any hope in the 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 Biden-Harris ticket? Then,
1: yeah, I have some hope. I have some hope. Okay,
0: <laughs> you're an optimist. There thank you, you so much, bro. This has been an. Um, I really enjoyed I'm, this conversation. Bro. I loved it. I, really I loved it. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Now, thank you for thanks for coming on. You're listening to the Malcolm Effect, guys. I will post um as socials in the comments please be on look on that he you can find him on twitter where he posts some really dope content you're listening once again to the malcolm effect please like comment subscribe show some love whether you're listening to on apple podcast spotify or youtube until next time peace out guys